No, it's fine. We don't need it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of The Least Favorite. I'm your girl, Natalie. And as you can see, Tony isn't here today because she's sick. And Tony, I'm sorry. I wish you a speedy recovery. But the show must go on. And today we are back in our home studio. And we are here with Ali, who is a dating coach. And she also has a podcast called Finding Mr. Height. Hold on. Let me just give you a picture. It'll be in the episode. Um... So Ali is a dating coach, and she will give us some tips on dating. She shares her experiences on her Instagram page, uh, her experiences with dating, even, like, tips on, like, what to wear on a first date. You've given us that. And so I'm just excited to pick your brain because I was single for a year, and I was dating, and it was miserable. (laughs) It was just not a good time. And I really, I know a lot of my friends are on dating apps. They're going on a lot of first dates and a lot of them are just like frustrated and annoyed with like people just not being honest about what they want, not being clear. Also, like the disappointments that come with going on a lot of dates and not really making headway. So I just want to like start with you on like what made you want to be a dating coach, your journey, your background, and then we can just take it from there. I love it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks. And (laughs) Bob, I didn't get to meet Tony. I know. Yeah, hope she gets better soon. So... I didn't intend to be a dating coach. I'll start with that. Yeah. (laughs) I started on Instagram just talking about my dates. Mm -hmm. And it was actually on my personal Instagram. Oh, okay. I just was posting to my friends on my story. I'm like, I want to be more accountable. Mm -hmm. It was actually in the beginning of 2020 before we knew that everything was about to change. (sighs) Yeah. And I, jokes on me, was like, this is going to be my year of getting out there. Oh, my God. I feel like everyone said that at the start of 2020. <laughs> we all thought 2020 was going to be our year. We thought it was it. We thought it was it. It was womp, not. Womp. It was not. Yeah. But so in like January of 2020, I started posting on my Instagram story about dates I was going on and how I was feeling about them. Mm. And it sort of started evolving. People started following me. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized this is. People are following my personal Instagram yeah. where I post about like my family and my cats and like <laughs> they're probably like super confused right. when they're coming for date recaps mm-hmm. and I'm posting about, you know, a cat. Yeah. And so I made a separate Instagram called Finding Mr. Height. I'm six feet tall for reference. Yeah, I was wondering why you chose that name. Yeah. Makes sense. So a friend of mine came up with it. It's just a pun on Finding Mr. Right. Right. Because I'm tall. Right, like, right, right. It's not that serious. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Um, but... So I made a separate Instagram, started posting about my dates there, mm-hmm. and people started to ask me for advice. Mm. And they started DMing me and saying, hey, I really liked the way that you talked about this. What mm. do you think about my situation? Or remember when you went on that date with that guy and you weren't into him? Mm-hmm. Like, what'd you say? Mm-hmm. And I started to do that, and I quickly I realized, I think people are looking for advice. Yeah. And I think I have something to say. So I did. Wow. Did you have to do any like um, like courses or anything or are you just like going based on like how you feel? So like there are dating coach certifications right. and there are broader coaching certifications mm-hmm. that I'm kind of looking into. But mm-hmm. my coaching more really comes from personal experience. Right. And the way that I approach things. Right. And the way that I approach things is not going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. I definitely have like a take what serves you and leave what doesn't right. philosophy. Mm-hmm. And it's really evolved also with my work with my clients about different things that I've seen now that I haven't personally experienced, but now I've seen through interactions with Mm -hmm. clients or with people in my audience. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of evolved that way. Yeah. With all the like questions you get, all the experiences that you've been through and that other people have been through, what would you say is like the most common mistake that people, that, that happens basically in dating? 
I think people make the mistake of thinking that it's not cool to care about things. Oh my God. Yes. That's true about life. Yes. Generally speaking. Like mm-hmm. I, enthusiasm is really underrated. Mm-hmm. And I think people have this thought that being enthusiastic about something is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And then that translates to dating. So they think like, oh, if I like him, that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. What if he doesn't like me? Yeah. And? Right. And you also aren't even trying hard enough to see if he likes you. Correct. <laughs> so it's like, so that's what I think that's the biggest mistake. And I don't, I don't typically like to say that people make mistakes, like mm-hmm. that, like, oh, you're making a mistake. But right. I do think that as a society, we are yeah. making a mistake by shaming enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It becomes a game of like, who can care less? Yes. And then it's like, you know, you want to text him. Just text him. Completely. What is the problem? It's like, who cares <laughs> like, if somebody knows that you like them and maybe they don't like you back? Mm-hmm. That's not embarrassing. No. But you know what the issue is, too? And we can talk about it. Like, people don't even realize when someone doesn't like them back. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> another thing, too. What I've noticed. No, like, I think something that comes along with that, too, is that you think that someone's playing hard to get and so they're they not. Like they just don't like you. And it's like... I guess we can talk about that. Like, what are the signs when you know someone isn't interested versus playing hard to get then? I don't think it matters because if somebody's playing hard to get, Mm -hmm. you don't want that person. Okay, got it. So I don't actually think that you need to discern the difference between Mm -hmm. somebody who's not into you versus somebody who's playing hard Mm -hmm. to get because the result is the same. You don't want to date that person. Right. Makes sense. Usually men don't play hard to get. Hmm. Usually. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know if they're doing it consciously. I think I think that like I guess it's not playing hard to get then, but like being a bad communicator. Mm. Men are great at that. Yeah. That <laughs> yes. That men are great at yes, not communicating. Which so again, yeah. Whether he's not into you or whether he's bad at communicating, say something about it. Right. But like regardless, the outcome is the same. Mm-hmm. I think something we always talk about here too is like how we try to change a person. So if they're a bad communicator, trying to make them become a good communicator. And it's like, no, that's what I mean too. Like sometimes the signs are there and you're just still trying to mold someone into something that they're never going to be. Just walk away. <laughs> yeah, I think and like I'm all for communicating something first because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are very quick to drop someone mm-hmm. if they're like, oh, he didn't text me the next day right. or like he doesn't text me good morning every day. Like, well, not everybody wants that. So he might not know that you want that. Mm-hmm. And if you say something and mm-hmm. then he's like, no. And that's it. Then, okay, fine. Then, you know, yeah. like it's also, I think, important to understand that both people often have to compromise. So let's say you want to, let's say you like phone calls. Let's say you're somebody who really likes long phone calls with mm-hmm. the person that you're dating. You want to talk on the phone like every day for an hour. Right. Not everybody wants to do that. No. That doesn't mean that somebody who doesn't want to do that can't meet you in the middle somewhere. Right. Where you're like, oh, okay, maybe we'll talk on the phone a few times a week. Or like you can find a middle ground, Mm -hmm. but the right person is going to want to work with you on that. Right. Even if they can't like fully meet you. Right. Like they're not going to do exactly what you want all the time. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to talk about that with you. When it comes to like, because I got a lot of anxiety in the beginning when I started dating, because I was a serial monogamist. Mm. So, like, in the beginning, it was like, how do I date without getting attached so quickly? Yeah. Do you get that a lot with people? Yeah, and I used to be there. Okay. And I, honestly, it still could happen, because mm-hmm. I tend toward an anxious attachment. Same. And <laughs> anxious girls unite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But I think that, like, I, 
A, it's one of the reasons why I started my account and I started to date multiple people right. in the early stages. Mm -hmm. For me, this is not applicable to everyone. Right. For me, that helps me detach myself a little bit from like racing to the finish line, like going on a great first date and thinking like, oh, well, this is the one he would love my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you don't know. Like, you don't know shit. You met him for an hour and a half. <laughs> right. You have no idea who this person is. Right. And I think a lot of people are guilty of that mm -hmm. on first dates or early in the game dates of mm -hmm. like fast forwarding. Yeah. That has helped me. Yeah. To kind of sit back. And the other thing is I remind myself to focus on what I actually know. Okay. About somebody and not the things that I am either assuming or hoping are true. Oh, that's good. Like the, he would get along great with my yeah. mom. Yeah. Like you don't know that at all. No idea. They might hate each other. My mom was very <laughs> difficult to get along with. So like, you know, I'm kidding. but like that, that's what I mean, right? Like yeah. focusing on what do I actually know about this person? Right. And if there's stuff that I don't know and I want to, mm -hmm. let's find that out. Yeah. But take your time. There's no rush. For sure. And then also, so like in multi-dating, have you dealt with like, I'm going to say, I feel like men would mostly have an issue with it, but I guess men and women like calling you promiscuous or, you know what I mean? Like, does that happen with you? No one that I've ever dated has ever called me okay. that. People on the internet certainly right. have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but. Like, do you ever worry about like how you're perceived on social media when you're talking about dates with people? Like. No. No. Okay. They don't know me. They don't know my heart. Right. And I know that I'm being fair and open and honest with the people that I'm dating. Mm -hmm. And those are the people who matter, mm -hmm. not random people right. or your friends or your family mm -hmm. or whatever it is. I think that if you haven't discussed exclusivity with someone, it's assumed you are or could be going on dates with multiple people. Right. I do think that once physical intimacy gets involved and mm -hmm. there's safety concerns, that's very different. And right. I think like communication is super important. Mm -hmm. We're talking about going on dates. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, come on. Absolutely. But, see, go ahead. You just got to make it clear. Yeah. A lot of people say dates and they just think sex. They do. Oh, and I think that's, that's why that's, they think that. That's what it is, especially in our culture. They just think, okay, they, I'm sleeping with this person. Yeah. And that's why that misconception of how you think they view mm -hmm. is because of that reason. Maybe. Although, also, if you want to sleep with the people you're going on dates with, great. Correct. But again, then then there is more safety and communication involved in that than mm -hmm. just like I'm gonna have a martini with this man, right? So exactly. Bit, no, of course. <laughs> I think that's something that I struggled with, and even a lot of my girlfriends too. Like they're like, oh, like I just don't want to be look like a hoe, and I'm like, but you're an adult, yeah, and you're being honest and be safe. Like obviously, take care of yourself because yes. you don't want to catch something. Yeah, but take like, care of yourself. Take care of the people that you're dating. Yeah, exactly. But like mm -hmm. other than that. I also wanted to talk about, um, like, the disappointments that come with dating. So, like, I'm just going to get personal. So, this was, like, months ago. I joined Hinge for the first time. Oh. And Hinge was actually good. Like, yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Um, I thought the prompts were pretty funny. I like that you can do the voice notes and things like that. Were you, what were you doing before? Had you used dating Nothing. apps prior to that? Oh, okay. I was just, like, meeting people out. You are just out there in the wild. Organically. Damn. <laughs> I know. Brave. I know. But that was a disaster. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I need, like, a little bit more quality. I wanted to step out of, like, my comfort zone. Going to the same places you meet the same type of guys. Totally. So I remember there was a guy I matched with. He was really cool. We had great conversation. It was awesome. And so we had a date planned for a Friday night. And all week I was looking forward to this date. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. He's so cool. And then we got to the restaurant and I was like, Ugh, this mm -hmm. is so not what I thought it would be. Yeah. How do you handle that type of disappointment? 
Especially because that only happened to me once, but I could just imagine if this is like a constant thing. So can I ask some background questions? Yes, first? of course. How long did you talk to this guy before you went out with him? We talked for, it was like around Thanksgiving, oh, putting my business all out there. <laughs> um, and I think I would say like two weeks. Okay. We were texting for like two weeks because like my schedule was a little, I was working a lot. So we had to find like the right time. How often were you texting with him? Every day. Okay. Every day, a couple hours. Yeah. So that used to happen to me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens to a lot of people and it sucks. Right. And I liken it to this. Have you ever read a book that you loved and mm -hmm. then you went to see the movie based on that book yep. and you were like, fuck this movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is not what that book was about. Yep. That character didn't look that way. She didn't sound that way. Mm -hmm. What is this? Mm -hmm. And other people love the movie mm -hmm. because they didn't read the book. Mm. Oh, okay. That's what okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> Deep. <laughs> that's what I think happens when you talk to somebody in depth mm, like that. Right. Before you go on a first date. Makes sense. You're creating this idea in your head of what they're going to be like, what they're going to sound like, what, because voice so important. So important. Many times I've heard someone talk and I've been like, oh, that is not what I expect to sound like. But you would almost never think that when you meet someone in a bar or right. in real life. True. Because their voice is associated with their face immediately. So you don't really have time to romanticize a lot of things. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So the longer you talk to somebody mm -hmm. in between matching with them on a dating app and going on a first date, mm -hmm. the more time your brain has to romanticize and decide everything that you think this date and this person are going to be like. Ugh, that sucks. It does. No, it totally it does. Sucks. And then you get on the date and you're like, no, they're not what I thought. No, the energy was low. I'm like, you're not even as funny in person. Right. Like, but, yeah. And maybe that would have been your experience even if you hadn't. Like, the, that guy maybe just not for you, right? Right. But oh, yeah. I think you can meter that disappointment a little bit by not building it up so much beforehand. Got it. So that even if that guy is just not for you, mm -hmm. it ends there. You're like, right. oh, that guy's not for me. Right. that's going to happen. Like, mm -hmm. statistically- you're going to go on first dates where the dude's not for you. Oh, yeah. Or the person's not for you. Mm -hmm. But the disappointment, I think, is much less when you haven't had that buildup mm -hmm. of that book you loved. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to give you some claps for that. You know you can't hear me. <laughs> that was good. Um, all right. I have another. Okay. So now when you are going on these dates, right, <clears throat> I want to know how you balance, like, your... I don't want to say mental health, but like, how do you balance your daily routines with dating? Yeah. That's something I think about a lot. And I also think about when I'm in a relationship, mm -hmm. the things I'll miss. Oh, that's okay. actually, uh, this is not the question you asked, but no, just, but that's good. But just quickly. No. Yeah. That's one good. way that I help myself in the disappointment about being single mm -hmm. because it isn't what I want. Right. Is I like to think about the things I'm going to miss when I'm in a relationship. Mm hmm. Whether that's as simple as I'm sleeping starfish in the middle of the bed or something as, you know. Not sending the good the, morning text. Sure. Because <laughs> you or, don't want to. <laughs> or like my yeah. best friend and I went out to the bars and she stayed over at my apartment after and I didn't have to tell anyone. Exactly. Like I didn't have to text anyone to be like, hey, by the way, there's going to be a, another human in our home. Yeah. Like those types of things. I like to remind myself. Absolutely. Say like, yeah, this is a this is still a really special time in your life. Mm -hmm. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was, no, that's great. That's not what you asked. No, but, but that's awesome. <laughs> it's good to hear. Right. <laughs> no, for real. Because that's good. 
Someone needed to hear that. I, but I, I do. All, yeah. all the time I get to hear that. And now I totally forgot what you asked in the first place. Because um, how do you ba- <laughs> No, no, that's fine. Um, it was how do you balance like your personal dating, like daily life, just you with yeah. dating? So I like to think about things in priority order mm-hmm. and know that those priorities can shift at any given time. And so I don't force myself to make dating a priority every week. Mm. Like, let's say there's a week where, <laughs> you know, I have a friend in town and I really want to see them mm-hmm. when I have a work thing and I have a volleyball game I want to go to. And okay, dating maybe isn't a priority this week. I don't need to earmark a date, a night for a date. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then I'll say in the next week, Thursday is going to be my night. And like, that's the night that I'm going to earmark, but I'm going to protect my other nights. Mm-hmm. And I think I try to think about it that way. Yeah. And also know that there's some going to be some weeks where I have a ton of energy to meet a bunch of new people. Like I went on three first dates last week. Holy shit. Yeah, it was too many. Don't do it. <laughs> but like I was feeling energized. Like I was feeling like I feel like I can handle this this week. Mm-hmm. I want to meet all these people this week. Nah. No, you're done. Yeah. It's fine. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. And I like give myself the grace for that mm-hmm. to know that like not every week's going to be my week. Mm hmm. And that's when I can prioritize the other stuff. Because dating is life. exhausting. It is. it is. It's like you're you're going. You're trying to put your best foot forward. Obviously, you're asking all the same questions, and it's like, okay, I'm good. I don't want to yeah, do this right now. Totally. Um, I wanted to talk to you too about like setting up um a dating profile because mm-hmm. I feel corny. <laughs> I feel like the prom. I'm like. What's too much information? What's, like, enough to, like, get someone interested? Like, there are people, like, I have some friends of mine that they just, like, this is awkward. Like, I just don't know how to, like, present myself on a dating app. Well, yeah, because no one teaches you how to do that. No. So, of course, we don't know how. We need a course. Of course, we're bad at it. Yeah. I have one. For real? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, she has a course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the mic got too excited about my Yeah, course. seriously. So... One, I think, know that, that this is not something that everybody is inherently good at, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. The biggest mistake I think people make, well, I don't mind it's not the biggest because there's, there's a lot of shit, but <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make on dating apps is they try to, what I call, boil the ocean, meaning they try to take everything there is to know about them oh, and include it somehow. I see. And you can't do that, obviously, because no. you're a whole human mm-hmm. and you have a very limited amount of space. Right. And when you try to do that, you actually end up doing the opposite and being generic. Really? Yeah, because that's when you'll see somebody <laughs> with a bio that says, like, I like traveling and wine and pizza. And you're like, cool. So does 7 million other people right. within a five-mile radius. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's not specific enough. Got it. So I think people make the mistake of trying to say too much and mm-hmm. then they end up saying nothing. Mm-hmm. I like to get super specific. Like example. Like, <laughs> okay, so I like to travel. Okay. Right. But that's fine. Right. Like so does everyone. Mm-hmm. I like to ask people, what kind of traveler are you? Because oh. I want to sit on a beach. Got or it. like which one of these plans sounds the best to you? Like Hinge has those polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could say like which one of these plans sounds the best to mm-hmm. you and then say like we sit on a beach, we explore museums, or we like go on a jungle safari. Oh, wow. And it's really specific. And that's fun. It's fun. Yeah, and yeah. obviously that, to only do that if you like one of those things right, and you like course. to travel. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean about being specific. Or like let's say you like wine. Cool, so does everyone. Right. But you could say I really love wine I just discovered 
insert random wine here mm-hmm. that I really love. Like, what's your favorite? Yeah. That's the other thing. I like asking direct questions. I want it to be so easy for someone to respond to my profile. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a, like second nature. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you have, oh, I thought you had a question. Oh, well, I do, but. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead, ask it. Well, it, it's back with the previous topic, so that's why I said just keep going. Oh, okay. Um, have you ever had a situation where you were dating two guys at the same time and you liked them both? Yes. And how did you handle it? <laughs> how let does it, one handle that? Let it play out. Really? Yeah. Okay. Be- because. I wasn't expecting that. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just say, they're men. One will disappoint you. Sure. Is that what happened? Uh, no, I ended up deciding that I wanted to date one of them more than the other. Okay. And then that guy ended up disappointing me. Oh. But that's fine, because that means that I I shouldn't have been with the other guy, though. Right. But the reason I say let it play out is because I think a lot of people put, more so women that I talk to, right. put pressure on themselves, like, oh, I have to decide. Mm-hmm. But why? Like, are you feeling like you only want to be dating one person right now? Or has one of or both of them communicated to you that mm-hmm. they only want to date you? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why is this a problem? Yeah, I feel like it goes back because I talk about this with my therapist all the time. It goes back to like how we're well, at least how I was raised. Like if you date more than one person, you're going to be looked at a certain way. So it's like you feel like this responsibility to just choose one. Yeah. So you can feel like good about yourself or like you're doing the right thing and it's like no but you're dating you're dating like i had to get my my therapist would be like but you're dating Mm -hmm. you're not anyone's girlfriend like experience and exploring you're fine and again as long as you're being open and honest and you know if somebody somebody says to you hey i you know i really like what we're doing here and Mm -hmm. i'd like to date only you yeah yeah you should probably say something Mm -hmm. but other than that do you have any um so like if someone is looking where does the right place to find a date if you're not going to do dating apps like where do you think would be a good place to start i i personally think that dating apps are people should be on dating apps oh really my personal opinion okay i like them a lot but i think if not i suggest hobbies that happen over a longer period of time okay so i think it is much harder to meet and form a connection with somebody in a one-time space got it so whether that one-time thing is an event like you're at a concert or you're going to a networking event or whether it's a bar or Mm -hmm. a restaurant, if you are meeting someone over the course of something that's only happening once, there's so much pressure for you to identify who you like, make a connection with that person, Mm -hmm. establish contact for the future. Like all of that has to happen across the course of one Mm -hmm. night, day, event, whatever. Yeah. If you are looking to meet people in a, I think, more sustainable way, Mm -hmm. I suggest joining something. Oh, okay. Finding a, either it's a hobby you already have, mm-hmm. maybe it's something you want to learn to do. You like wine, a wine tasting class, mm-hmm. something that meets regularly. I play sports, so for me it would be like a rec league. Okay. But something that meets regularly with the same group. So you're going to get exposure to that same group over a longer period mm-hmm. of time. So much easier to form a connection and then wow. transition outside of that activity. Wow, I would have never thought of that. It also gives you a hobby that y'all. Yeah, you guys yeah. have a joint. A yeah, joint, totally. joint interest. Or like worst case scenario, you learn something cool and new. Mm-hmm. Like even right. if there's not anybody there that you're interested in, mm-hmm. now you learned pottery or whatever. Yeah. Or you went to the wine tasting and you got lit every week. Yeah, and that's like great. Now you, have, now you have a skill <laughs> yeah. or you had some fun. That yeah. makes sense because there's so many people that 
you meet the first time, you just may not be attracted to this person. And right. then the more you just talk to them, like, damn, you know what? She is cute. Proximity breeds attraction. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's a great thing. That's yeah. how people end up like falling in love in the workplace exactly. all the time. Exactly. <laughs> Has and that ever happened so to you? No. I, okay. I work in fashion, so it's oh, like okay. the, mostly chicks. Oh, nice. But I'm sorry, I want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so you like in fashion? I'm like, wait a minute, what? Um yeah, what do you do in like in fashion? Because I know you do like um they send you was it rent the runway? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's through the like finding Mr. Hyatt through the like influencer thing. Oh nice. Uh, but I've had a crew in fashion for like fifteen years. Wow. Um, and I'm on the business side. Wow. Nice. Congrats. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> I wanted to I, ask. I did have a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was talking about like, um, like you said, you went on three dates in a week, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not just you particularly, but do you? Uh, but I did. No, no, no. No, because <laughs> the question was going to be broad. But do you feel people get into the point where they're like just serial daters where it's like, you know what? I don't want to find Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. I just want these dates mm. because that is so much fun to me. Because like you said, you had energy that week and you yeah. were excited. But the next week was like, I'm down. But they just get into things. You know what? I'm feeling good this week. Let me just book some dates. Yeah, like you get to turn it on and off when you want to. I think it's important to check in with yourself on that because mm-hmm. for me, I'm looking for a long-term partner. And if that's what you're looking for, but you're finding that you're going on these dates because you just have a lot of energy and maybe you're looking for validation or maybe you're looking for something to do, is that really serving the goal of what you're trying to do? And for me, it wouldn't. But that's not to say that if that is, if you just want to go on dates and have some fun, that's fine. As long as you're being obviously open about that. Yeah, because like if you're doing it because you just, oh, I just never want to get hurt again and I'm afraid of you know, just putting myself out there, then you're not being honest with yourself because you right. know deep down you want that relationship. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, like, the people that you're dating, if you're going on dates and... And they're looking and, for something serious. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, it's totally cool if you're just looking to ha- go on dates and have fun, mm-hmm. but you got to be open about that. Have you ever had... Okay, so I was getting into a debate with someone about this. Okay. The question was, like, if you're not that interested in a guy... But you are in a state of like you just want to date and put yourself out there. Is it okay for you to go on that date with that guy? And I said, yes, as long as you're honest. So like I've had guys want to take me out and I'd be like, okay, we can go out. I don't mind. But like I'm not really interested in you that way. So we can be like a friendly thing. The other person said, well, that's being rude because you're spending their money. (laughs) And I'm like, but if they still want to take me out after being honest, I see nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, cool. I also will ask, I think that physical attraction can grow. I was, yeah, that was also a point, right? It's happened to me before. Mm -hmm. Like the guy, I previously considered him the one that got away and then we got back together and I realized that he was not. (laughs) But now I'm like the one that should should stay away. (laughs) But that guy, Mm -hmm. on our first date, I met him in person through a friend and we were kind of drunk. And when we met up for our first date, I walked in and was like, oh, no, I made a mistake. Really? Yeah. I was like, this guy must have been way drunker than I thought. Like, this guy is not as cute as I remember. Mm -hmm. Like, this date, I'm going to have to just power through this date. Wow. And I powered through. And then by the end, I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, I think, like, maybe da-da-da-da-da. And so then I went on another date with him. Fast forward to we were dating. I thought this man was the hottest man that's ever walked the earth. Like, I remember, I specifically remember this one time we were on the subway, Mm -hmm. and it was really crowded, and so we were kind of far from each other, Mm -hmm. like, sitting down. And I looked over, and I thought, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm dating him. Really? Yes. What was it about him that made you feel that way? Like, 
Was I, it an end, an aura thing? I think it was our ultimate connection. Okay. Like how deep our connection had gotten. And like at that point we were like physically intimate right. and like that had been really good. But like mm-hmm. because we had formed this like really good emotional connection. Right. And I just, that experience really taught me that physical attraction can grow. Cause I kid you not, I walked into that first day like, and was Ugh. like, Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. And and yeah. not because he's not an attractive right, dude. Right, right. Like he's objectively attractive, but like that was just my first instinct was mm-hmm. like, Oh, mm-hmm. and then it really grew. Right. So back to your question, I think that if you think, you know, I'm not interested in that way, for that reason, I think that can grow. That can grow. If you think I'm not interested because I just don't want to spend time with you, then mm-hmm. like you probably shouldn't go out with the right. person because you don't want to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's a little disingenuous. Got it. If you really don't want to spend time with that person, then it probably doesn't make sense to spend time with that person. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you because we were just talking about like attraction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a type? And how important is a type in general when you're trying to put yourself out there? I don't have that much of a type. Mm -hmm. I tend to date men who are my height or taller. I have dated men who are shorter than me. It's a little bit of a struggle for me, mostly because society tells women that we need to be like small and feminine and cute. Mm -hmm. And it like, it's really difficult to break that mold. And on the flip side, society tells men that they need to be like burly and big and masculine. Mm -hmm. So like, I found that when I date men or go out with men who are shorter than me, that they actually have more of a problem with it than I do often Yeah, for the same societal reason. Like they've been taught that in reverse, but beyond that, it's pretty varied. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to remember that I think when I'm going Mm -hmm. out with people and I'm like, Oh, maybe not initially attracted to them, but Mm -hmm. I think back to that boyfriend that I had, I think back to other people I've been out with that maybe didn't look like, Right. Somebody I was out with before. Mm-hmm. I just feel like because sometimes we get so caught up in like, no, he has to be this tall from this background, whatever. And it's like you do you feel like with those limitations, people really are missing out on a potential soulmate or like just stick with it. If that's what you like, then that's what you like. So I have three rules for preferences in dating. One is that you can't make anybody feel shitty for not meeting your preferences. So, like I said, I prefer to date men who are my height and taller. Mm-hmm. I'm not out here, like, right. shaming anybody who isn't. It also, Which happens so much. It does. Oh, my it God, It does yeah. for a variety of things, right. right? Like, people get shamed for all sorts of stuff. Right. So that's my first rule. Like, mm-hmm. you can have any preference you want, but we're not making anyone feel bad for not meeting it. Right. They're not for you. It doesn't make them less valuable as a person. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that you understand that any preference you have is limiting your dating pool. Mm. Any preference. So... I would like to date someone who's nice to me. That's going to limit my dating pool. <laughs> yeah. Like it should, like it should. And like, I should yeah. date. People. And that sounds like such a basic thing up. to ask for, but it's That's true. Sure limiting your dating but pool. But it's true. But it's true. There are mean people a out there. A lot more mean people. There Hello, people. we just spoke about Reddit. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Did we learn I can't, nothing? I can't date anybody on Reddit. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Boo-hoo, yeah. poor me. Like, <laughs> yes, I don't want to date anyone who's not nice to me, but yeah. it does limit my dating pool. So, mm-hmm. like, that's an extreme example, obviously, but mm-hmm. whatever preference you have. So let's say to use one of your examples, mm-hmm. you want to date someone who's from a particular background. Right. Okay. It's going to limit your dating pool because yeah. only a certain percentage of people are going to be from whatever background that is. Mm-hmm. The third thing is that you're thinking about whether that's actually serving you. Mm. Like, 
am is what I'm doing working for me? Yes. Have I thought about what it would look like if I tried something different? Mm, that's good. So those are my three rules. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I had a question I and it a, left. A, a Go ahead. Question, Go ahead. So if you, for either one of you guys, when mm -hmm. you do date a guy that is shorter shorter than you, does that um, affect like what you wear? Do you think about you know I can't wear these heels or like some platforms that you love to wear? Do you oh, ever think yeah. about that on make on your outfit decisions on on dating them? You know what's interesting? If he's already shorter than me, it doesn't at that point matter to me how much shorter he is. <laughs> so it actually Makes matters sense. less than if I date someone. This is. I'm not saying this is the right way, but this mm -hmm. is just what my head thinks. If somebody's my height or a little bit taller, mm -hmm. when I then wear heels, I'm now taller. Yeah. And now that bothers me because that's not the usual dynamic. Oh, okay. But like I, I have an ex-boyfriend who is a couple inches shorter than me mm -hmm. and I would wear heels no problem because he's already shorter than me. Right. That makes sense. It's not going to make, yeah. I did have a, I dated someone that was shorter than me without heels and when they put heels, they were like, your height, damn my eye level. And it Did you like, like it? Was it weird for me? No, because I, you know, I love women that wear heels, but I know she kind of was like she, she, she said a little something about it, but nothing. Yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I've that. experienced that men care more than I do mm -hmm. when I'm all of a sudden like in their eye space. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think I could date someone taller than me. Yeah, a lot, a lot of men feel that way, and that's, and that's been my experience. The reason on my dating apps, <laughs> mm -hmm. I pay for dating apps for the most part, so that I can filter on height. Got it. The reason is because not my preference. It's because I've ended up on a lot of first dates with men who are surprised by how tall I am, mm -hmm. despite the fact that it's right there on my profile. Right. And then I have a negative experience at that date because he's uncomfortable. Yeah. So and that's I not filter. fair to you. No, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I had a lot of like, I had a, several people say, oh, I'm so, I wasn't expecting you to be so tall. You don't know how height works. Yeah. Because it's I, written like, there. I so wrote like, it. Yeah. Hey. Like, you, you don't that know how no inches sense. work then, sir. <laughs> or maybe they thought you, like, accidentally put that height. Like, you don't really mean it. But, like. Yeah. What do you mean you weren't expecting for me, me to be like, this tall? Right. Like, right before a date, I'm, like, studying all the credentials. Like, I want to know exactly <laughs> what I'm. So, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I also think that most men are rounding up a little bit on their height, which <laughs> I understand. They're, they're wearing shoes. Yeah. But like, I think that that factors into mm -hmm. because I've had arguments <laughs> with men before about how tall they are, no, or how tall I am. Yeah. Well, do you remember like a guy like the some outlandish height that he tried to put? Or I say I was in a bar once. This wasn't mm -hmm. even a dating app thing. I was in a bar. This guy walked up to me. I was wearing flats, like Converse sneakers. Mm -hmm. He was like, "Oh my God, you're so tall!" Da, 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 which is like the worst pickup line. First of all. <laughs> Like you could do literally anything, anything, else, anything else. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like sort of, yeah, like not really, whatever. Taller than you. I didn't say that, but right. And then he's like, you're so tall. What are you like? Six, three. No, I'm five eleven and change. Yeah. So I'm somewhere between five eleven and six feet. I'm right. not quite six feet. Like five eleven and change. Like, no, 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 you have to be six, three because I'm six foot. Like you're five, eight. He tried to say he was six foot. Yes. No way. Yes. He's like, Wait. if you're, if you're, he's like, I'm six feet. So you have to be six, three because I was like three inches taller than him. Like, no, no, <laughs> no. Full on argument. Full on Stop. argument where this man was insisting to me that I must be six, three. 
How did it end? I just walked away. Walked, yeah. Because like, also, like, I'm pretty sure you're trying to pick up, pick me up in this situation. That's this went, not the way. This went horribly wrong. <laughs> yes, this took a left turn. Yeah. Oh my god, what a loser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, do you have? Oh, actually, a couple more. So you have been in a really, you have your podcast yeah. and you do get personal. Like you talk about your dates and your experiences with men. Obviously you use code names. You don't put their business Everything out there. Everything is anonymous. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you like when you do finally start dating someone and you're, I guess, exclusive with them, how do you balance that? Like not oversharing too much. Like how do you balance it? So that is something that I think it's a two way decision. Okay. So I was dating somebody last year. I haven't had a serious relationship since I started the pod. Okay. I've had the pod for about two years. Mm-hmm. Been mostly single. Okay. I haven't had to navigate this too much. But I was dating somebody who knew about it. Everyone that I date pretty much knows about it. But somebody I was dating for three or four months. And we talked about it. I said, you know, what? let's talk about what are you comfortable with? What are you comfortable with me sharing? Obviously, everything is still anonymous. Mm-hmm. But let's talk through those things. Right. And so that I know where your boundaries are because mm-hmm. now there's another person involved. Right. Yeah. Um, do you ever think about what it would look like when you get into a serious relationship? Yeah. And what does that look like for you in terms of potting? I don't think anything is going to change okay. except for the fact that I'm not going to be going on first dates anymore. Right. But I, I want a partner that I'm going to do stuff with. Right. So I imagine that my partner and I will still do things. Mm-hmm. And also I think I'm going to be be able to bring different types of learnings mm-hmm. to the pod from my personal experience in that relationship. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to have to talk to that partner about what he's comfortable with mm-hmm. me sharing and what that looks mm-hmm. like. But I think it's going to sort of infuse a whole different type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you'll be able to reach like a whole different type of like just women who are actually in relationships yeah. because communication issues may come up. I don't know. Like you said, different dating experiences that you'll be able to talk about. So that's a good, yeah, that's a good dynamic you'll bring. Absolutely. For sure. Um, I also wanted to ask, have you ever had like any success stories, like people who've worked with you and like they, they end up, yeah. Can you share totally. one? <laughs> so can you share one? a lot. I mean, no, well, you know, I think one of the things that I hear time and time again is people saying that after working with me or even just after consuming my social media content, mm-hmm. that they feel so much more confident in communicating their needs. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a success story. Like, yeah. I don't ever position myself as I'm going to help you find a partner mm-hmm. because that's not what I'm doing. Right. Like I'm helping people date in a way that feels more authentic for them, mm-hmm. date in a way that feels joyful and makes dating fun mm-hmm. and also serving their goals. Yeah. So for me, a success story is not, oh yeah, she had, a, she got a boyfriend. Got it. But I do have clients who right. have had success in finding relationships that way. Um, I have one client in particular that I'm still working with who gives me permission to share her story anonymously. Mm-hmm. P.S. I don't share things unless I have that no, yeah, of expl- course. explicit permission. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really was struggling with communication and early dating. Mm. So she was getting into, you know, sort of lowercase r relationships with guys where she was going on, you know, four to seven dates with someone before you're exclusive. And she was finding that in those times she would be so anxious. Mm. and just sort of self-destruct and like self-sabotage the situation wow why like did she like do you know why it really stemmed from anxious attachment got it and from her overthinking and also not being able to communicate what she was feeling to the other person in a way that was going to enable them to help her right 
And so through working together, she was able to kind of work through that. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's in a really happy relationship now, which is awesome. Um, and I think it's, it's a testament to how she was able to work through not only her anxious attachment, but also bringing her partner into that. Mm Mm-hmm. Which has been cool. Yeah. Because you know what? Like, I, and speaking to some of my girlfriends, too, I feel like I'm very honest when it comes to, probably, like, maybe a little too honest. (laughs) But I'd rather just, like you said, just be comfortable in the space I'm in. I don't want to ever feel like I can't express myself. And I want to deal, I want to date someone who's okay with me expressing myself. Like, even down to, like, if we're getting, you know, into it, like, even down to, like, sexual things. Because sometimes, like, I know my girlfriends will just like accept anything, even if it's not pleasurable. And it's just like, well, why aren't you speaking up? Oh, I don't want to ruin it. Or, oh, I don't want him to think I'm annoying. And it's like, but your enjoyment in anything even is just as important as the other person's. So why are you putting their joy (laughs) above yours? And I think that that's really important, like getting people to just do it in a way where they're comfortable. Totally. And joyful. (laughs) So on the back of my phone, it says needy is normal. Oh, that's so cute. Ooh, I love that. I just the mic. All good. Um, and the reason this is our, that's our Finding Mr. Height merch. Mm-hmm. The reason that we made these is because I think I want to rebrand the word needy. Right. Everybody has needs, mm-hmm. whether those needs are emotional or sexual or mm-hmm. anything. And it's just about communicating those needs and finding somebody who wants to meet them. Right. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask you. What qualities are you like? So you someone nice, obviously. What are some other qualities that are not physical that you look for in a partner? I really look for somebody who is thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I used to say that I want someone who's kind. And I've since realized that thoughtfulness is a subset of kindness. Mm-hmm. Everybody who is kind is thoughtful. Or sorry, everybody who is thoughtful is kind. Mm-hmm. Not everybody who is kind is thoughtful. Hmm. Okay. I think thoughtfulness takes. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. No, I wasn't judging you. I was just thinking. No, I was thinking. Sorry. You suck. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. And so it's important to me that the person that I'm with mm-hmm. is actively kind, which I think is what thoughtfulness is. Mm-hmm. And because I think I am that person. I'm constantly thinking about ways that I can make my friends, my family happy. Right. Things that little surprises that I can do for people Mm. that I think will be fun, stuff like that. I want somebody who does that in return. Yeah. That's like the number one quality that I look for. Yeah. All right. Cool. I do have a little game I want to play with you. It's a would you rather game. Oh, fun. And then I have like two more questions and then we'll get out of here. But Anthony, I need you to read the questions. Um, It's in the notes and it's, um, yeah, it's short. It's like eight questions. This is fun. I like would you rather. Hold on. Let me pour some more alcohol here. Let's do it. Would you rather. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm not ready. You want more? Yes, please. Okay. Hold on. We're just pouring, pouring. Okay. Thank you. Just the eight would you rather questions. Yes. Short. Drum roll. And if you think of any other ones, you can add them in. But go ahead. Sure. Yeah. All right. So would you rather be with someone who is really funny or really smart? Funny. Smart. I think it's tough to be funny if you're not smart. I think so too. You have to have, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. People have said that. Funny people are usually pretty smart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather have a partner who is very affectionate or very supportive? Supportive. Supportive. Though I think mm. affection is a form of support. Emotional support. Yeah. Hmm. Can I ask a clarifying question? No. Yeah. Would you rather? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, if somebody. 
is, does this mean that the person is like affectionate and they are not supportive? I was, you know what? They're Ugh. more extreme one way than the other. Yeah. Okay. Not that they don't have those other qualities, but one is just more extreme. Than okay. The other. Okay. All right. That I'll helps me. That, that helps me frame my answer. Yeah. Then I think I would answer affectionate. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm not, cause I'm like, Oh, he kisses my neck, but he like won't show up for me. Mm. Yeah. No. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Would you rather date someone who is adventurous or someone who is more laid back? Uh, adventurous. Adventurous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you rather date someone who is extroverted or introverted? Extroverted. I would say that's kind of the same question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, similar question. Would you rather date someone who is a great listener or a great conversationalist? Aren't great <sighs> conversationalists great listeners? Someone who speaks a lot, then. Oh, Someone listener. who likes to hear themselves speak. Listener. Listener. I don't want to hear you speak all day. <laughs> like, no. I think women need a man that can listen to them. I think Wait, everybody question does. for you. Are you, how are you in your relationships? Are you more of the talker? I think it ebbs and flows. Okay. I definitely want somebody who can ebb and flow. Where, like, there are going to be times where, like, I'm going through something and mm-hmm. I need to vent. Right. It's going to be more about me. Right. And the flip. It's true mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. That's very important. Yeah. I feel the same way. I don't want to be with someone. I just have to listen to them all, all the time. time. Right. It's like, always about them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, would you rather, would you rather have a first date at a fancy restaurant or a casual coffee, sh- coffee shop? I want the fancy restaurant. Uh, I'm going coffee shop. I don't actually want either. Like <laughs> I would prefer a bar. <laughs> First date at a bar. Yeah. Interesting. Dinner, but dinner is too much of a, of a commitment for someone I've never met. Really? Oh, it's yeah. A, I like to eat. So I'm like, yeah, well, let's I go loved, to dinner. I love to eat, but maybe not with you. Right. I think because dinner is more pressure. Because like you said, you were looking forward to this date. And it was a disaster. Week, and now you, you done got you dressed up and all this. Like, you're mentally different. Two hours with this person. Yeah. And yeah. you just there. Go to a bar. It's like, all right. I had a, you had a drink or two. And it's like you know what? Ah, you can I, do the I, escape I quickly. Go, yeah, it's easier. Yeah, you oh, that makes sense. Quicker. You can always level up. So if you're at a bar and you're having a great time, you're like, "Hey, you hungry?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you're getting dinner. Got it. Or let's go to this other bar. Something. You yeah. can always keep it going. Exactly. From some other way. It's exactly. Easier to do that at a you bar. guys are like expert daters. <laughs> you can't start a dinner date and then be like, "Do you want to not have dinner?" No. Yeah. Like you can't. Like you, you have can't, to finish the. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. You're right. And then also think about it if. Say if you get too full, then it's kind of over, but you were having a great time with this person. It's like, damn, now we're, you know what? I'm tired. Let's go home. Yeah. And then you're not going to invite this person over then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Would you rather go on a blind date or a speed dating event? Speed dating event. Blind date. I think. Have you done speed dating before? I have. What was your, yeah. What was your experience with that? I just went last week. I really liked it. Really? Yeah. Wait, where was it? I I did a lot last week. I told you I had a lot of energy. energy. (laughs) Wait, was that, that wasn't part of the three dates. It was the three dates plus the speed (laughs) dating. So you went on a lot of dates actually. (laughs) I told you I had a lot of energy last week. She it wasn't was, kidding. It was warm last week, right? The weather was. Was nice. it nice last week? They, <laughs> no, I, I mean it, was it wasn't cold. snowing, but yeah. Wait, what was that experience like? Because we were talking, I was like, I've never been, you know. I liked it. This is the second one that I've done. Mm-hmm. It's through um, a company called Amber Club, and it is mem- I'm going to put this in quotes: members only speed dating. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to interview with them in order to get oh. in to the club to then be invited to the events. What was the interview like? It was just like a Zoom call with one of their people. What did they ask though? Like. 
Honestly, it felt like a first date, but with somebody I wasn't actually on a date with. Okay. But I think what it did is it made sure that everybody going to the event can hold that kind of conversation. Got it. Mm. Makes so sense. even if I wasn't into the person I was talking to, it was a good conversation because right. they, they knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. What's the time limit? It was like five minutes. Okay. Did it feel like forever or did it go super fast? So fast. I but I think like that's the reason mm-hmm. is because all of the people were like pretty dynamic people. Mm-hmm. And there were there weren't any duds, even though there were people that I wasn't into. Right, right, right. I was gonna say, um, in that time, how many people did you date? Ten. Ten. It was ten women and ten men. Wait. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were about to. Say I you thought you were dating ten. the women yeah, and the men. Which no judgment if that's what you were doing. No judgment. No. It was ten women and ten men all dating each other. Correct. So the Got women, it. there were like ten stations. Gotcha. And the women were all seated. Each mm. of us were seated was seated at a station, and then the guys rotated. Got it. Then next question about that: Do you feel just in your short time there, you could have possibly made a connection with someone? Yeah. Possible. So I didn't this time, but okay. I've done this is the second one of these that I've done, and I felt the last time mm-hmm. there were two guys that I definitely wanted to see again. Oh, nice. They did not feel the same apparently. Oh, but that's okay. Whatever. So at the end of the date, you or the end of the night, you write down three people. You don't have to write down three. Okay. Like this past time, I only wrote down two. Got it. Um, and then if there are mutual matches, then they connect you. And the other thing I like is that if they connect you, and you are basically required to go out, barring uh, barring some sort of crazy circumstances, mm. because they're trying to make it so that it's like people that are there are committed to going on dates. Right. So if you say you liked that person go out with them. Right. Because then otherwise, what was the point? Exactly. Like, don't waste anyone's time. Exactly. So they basically say, like, if you you have a track record of doing that, then, like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get back, invited back to the events. Mm -hmm. What would you say, since we're talking about it, if someone was interested in doing speed dating, like, would you give, like, what are some tips you can give to someone who wants to try? Maybe they're a little nervous. Like, how did you prepare? I, one, I think wear a bright color. Oh. Something really recognizable because at the end of the night, it is really difficult to remember all of the people you met, even if you liked them. Right. And so having something that kind of sticks out a little bit. Like the girl with the red shirt with the flowers on it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because then they can say to the people like, oh, that girl, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's one. Two, if you have options of where to sit, try to sit in a place where the person's not going to be across from you. I like sitting side to side on dates. It just promotes more intimacy. Yeah. There's like a lot of scientific studies about this. Feels less interviewee. So I specifically got there a little bit early and I picked my station to be one that was like this, like a couch. Got it. Okay. Cause my vision of speed dating is like just a long table with the chairs. And it's like, some of them I think are like that, but that seems more casual. This, this, the reason I like these events is they're vibier. Yes. Less pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm scared. But <laughs> just for anyone interested. <laughs> not me, but if you want to If girl. you want to do it, let me know your experience. Gotcha. Yeah, and was there. The last one. Mm-hmm. Would you rather date someone who was older or younger than you? So I would rather date someone who is older than me, but I consistently date people who are younger than me. I can't remember the last time I've dated someone who's older than me. What's the youngest you've dated? Relative to me, mm-hmm. five years. Okay. What was that like? Five years. That was the one that I was obsessed with on the subway. Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have like, I mean, that's I don't know if that's not your preference, but like if you had to pick like an age range for someone older, like what's the oldest you would go? 
and the youngest you would want to go? I think, so right now I'm 35. Mm-hmm. And I say right now because in seven days that won't be the case. Oh, <laughs> happy early birthday. Thank you. Yay. Um, <laughs> um, I think right now I want to date somebody that's in their 30s. Got it. I've been out with some guys in their early 40s. 20s is like I shouldn't do that anymore. No. That's what I had to make. I would really never, need to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like that. 20s new. I've dated some guys that are in their early 40s, and I actually have a few friends in their early 40s who seem like my age. Be- like right. They don't see, but for some reason, every time I've been out with a guy who's over 40, they've been over 40. Like you felt the difference. Yes. Like yeah. I've been like, you're just in a little bit of a different spot. Interesting. Than me. I'm open to it still. My apps go up to th- 43. Right. I think right now. But. Yeah. Do you even feel your age? Like sometimes I just don't feel my age. Like, do you feel like you're 35? I think that <laughs> no, but I think that's because this is going to be like a, a little weirdly meta, but like, I think that like our experience of age mm-hmm. is changing faster than our societal understanding of it. Mm. So like what we think a 35 year old quote unquote should feel like that frame of reference is changing at a much slower pace than our actual experience of being 35. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was in my twenties thinking of 35 to me was like, Oh my God, that's ancient. Exactly. <laughs> and I still, feel that to us in a sense Mm -hmm. but i'm also like but i still feel the same yeah you had energy you're going on dates speed dating like you're living your life better than i did in my 20s like i just know how to like dress and do my makeup (laughs) my 20s i had no idea what i was doing exactly Mm -hmm. that's just a general question Mm -hmm. yeah would you rather date someone off tinder hinge and bubble was the other one bumble yeah Oh, yeah, like, what's your favorite app? Which oh, Bumble's app? my favorite by far. Really? Yeah. I did Bumble for, like, a day, and I was like, I, I couldn't I do like it. talking first. Okay. Oh, I, that's that one. That you yeah. First. Okay. Yeah, I like sending the first message. I think I get to set the tone, and I think I set a good one. Mm. So I enjoy that. Um, Tinder, I don't mind. One of the dates I went on last week was from Tinder. It's just, like, a little bit to sift through. Yeah. You can find good people mm-hmm. that are looking. I shouldn't say good people because people that aren't looking for what I'm looking for are still good people. Right, right, right. You can find people that are looking for long-term relationships, but I think you just have to look a little harder. Yeah. So. Which could be a little annoying, though. Cause yeah, like, totally. You're trying to, like, get to the point. Like, you're yeah. not trying to go through all that. One last question. Then. Okay, go ahead. Would you rather a date a date at a bar in Brooklyn or in the city? Brooklyn because I live there, so that's just easier. I'm just saying, like, the vibe. Brooklyn has a vibe. Brooklyn has a vibe. I mean, there's a reason I live in Brooklyn. Yeah. I love the vibe there. Also, you get more space in the city, which is just logistical. But I I like the vibe of Brooklyn bars, so that would be my preference. I also would like to date someone who lives in Brooklyn versus the city because – I like the vibe. For some reason, I want you to go on a date with someone from the Bronx. I don't want you to talk about Why that Why do you experience. want me in a long-distance relationship? <laughs> that is a long-distance relationship. <laughs> I just feel like... Bro, you go at rush hour, that's two hours. Oh, my God. Literally. It's literally a long-distance relationship. I dated a guy in Philly. I think that would be easier. <laughs> no. I could take the yeah, Amtrak. The, the Arizona, right there. Yeah, I'm oh right there. Oh, my God. I don't know. Just do it one time. Let us know your experience. I went on a, I did go on a date once, and I wasn't into him just as a, a guy, just in general, but I did go on a date with a guy who lived in Morningside Heights, mm. and I was like, I have to really like this man. Yeah. Going into the date, I'm like, if I don't really like this man. This did is, you? No, I didn't. <laughs> and it, wasn't even clo- it wasn't even like on the border. Wait, so that's a good question, then. Because you just yeah. said you have to really like, are there... Um, since we were talking about like preferences earlier, mm-hmm. 
are there times where you go on a date and it's like, you know what, this person has this, 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 and that. I really have to like this person in order for there to be a second date. Like, are there certain things you like, uh, you know, you kind of like forced, I don't see forced to go with this person. But it could happen like even on a blind date. Like good qualities, what, what like they're of, checking yeah. off a lot of boxes. Yeah. Oh, like, I see. You know what I'm saying? Like you ever been on, with, on a date with someone and it's like, all right, I had to do, I had to go through the jump through hoops maybe to go out with this person and do all this. I really better like this person because if not, yeah. there's not going to be a second date. Yeah. There have been things that are just like not as ideal mm. that I then, so for example, I don't know if I want kids. I'm very, very iffy on it. Mm-hmm. When I go out with guys who do have kids, I'm not, it's not a deal breaker. But I'm like, that's a big factor. Right. Because if I'm going to start dating you, that means your child's going to be in my life in some capacity at mm-hmm. some point. And I don't know if I want that. Right. So like that, it's another like hurdle that I would need to jump over. Yeah. Do you Internally. ever think though that may prevent them from wanting a child with you? Maybe, but I don't know if I want one. No, that's what I'm saying. So like maybe they already have their child, so they're not going to want to. They don't want oh, yeah, another. they won't even oh, want one. So it's not yeah, but I mean, there's no pressure. Possibly. They're not pressuring you to have one because they're right. But it's like one. if she doesn't want one, she doesn't want to be a mother to one. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want the. I, I don't <laughs> I know. What you're I don't yeah. know if I want the child lifestyle. Right. Sure. And even if that child is not biologically mine, we're still having the child lifestyle. You still have to consider certain things like yeah. weekends may not look like how you want them to look like every weekend, or right. even like vacations all the time may not look the same. We can't move anywhere, most likely. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. those types of things. Where, like, I went out with... One of the guys I went out with last week has a kid. And he's not from this country, actually. And he didn't intend on staying here. But now he is going to. Right. And so that's just an example mm-hmm. of, you know, like, he's he's here. He's in New York. That's where his kid is. His kid's four. He's going to be here for a very, very long, long time. time. And I, I think I am, too. So that... That part isn't as much of a problem, but it's just a different consideration. Yeah. Okay. So two more questions. Um, I wanted to know, like, what advice would you give to your teenage self when it comes to dating? I think it is what we talked about in the beginning, Mm -hmm. which is that it is cool to care. Yes. I really wish that I had, I I was told that, my mother told me that. Mm Mm-hmm. As a kid or as a teenager, et cetera. And I just didn't internalize it. And I really wish that I had. Mm. I think my life would have been a lot simpler. Yeah. If I wasn't so worried Mm -hmm. about what if somebody thinks I care about this thing or this person. Right. Who cares? What if? Okay. And it's like the older, it's crazy because like the older you get, the less you care about that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, but why do I have to get older for that? I know. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I could have avoided so many like issues when I was younger. I know. Um, and then the other question just to wrap up was um, the best advice that you got when it comes to relationships. Also from my mother. Mm-hmm. And she told me if it's wrong, there's nothing you can do right. Mm-hmm. And if it's right, there's nothing you can do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, shout out to your mother. <laughs> that is amazing. She's smart. She is smart. Shout out to you, mom. Yeah. Um, Ali, thank you so much for joining us. This was so fun. So Let fun. people know where they can find you, listen to you. Go ahead. My podcast <laughs> is called Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. And you can find me at Finding Mr. Height on TikTok and Instagram. FindingMrHeight.com is where you'll find all of my coaching. This was so fun. Thank you for coming. We had such a blast. All right, guys. We will see you next. Bye. Bye.